Why you ever chose me Has always been a mystery All my life I've been told I belong At the end of the line With all the other not quite We'll all never get it right But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time Cause I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Hello and welcome to Christ Talk Canada podcast. So today this is our fifth episode and I am your host, Pastor Michael. So today we will be discussing the Holy Spirit and how we can know him personally and intimately. We will also discuss how to be filled with the Spirit and how to walk in the Spirit and how to live a life that is devoted to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and always acknowledging the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. So, without further ado, let us begin our episode today in prayer. So, dear Heavenly Father, we graciously and humbly come before you, asking for your guidance and wisdom as we discuss your precious and wonderful and our comforter, the Holy Spirit. We pray that you would open our hearts and minds to your word and that you would speak to us through your spirit this day. May we we be filled with your spirit as we seek to know you more personally, intimately, and in every way possible and to reflect more of your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. All right. Well, today has been a great day for me. I hope it has been for you as well. I am very excited to discuss this topic. And it's something that I have been looking very forward to recording today for all of you. Now, um, keep in mind that uh, the last few episodes have been kind of like a buildup, I guess you could say, to... This one, because yesterday's episode was based on Can a Christian Lose Their Salvation? And the episode before that one was about forgiveness and releasing to God. And the other one, um, can't remember off the top of my head, but I know it had to do something with what we are going to be really focusing on today. So, knowing the Holy Spirit personally. This is one of the biggest things that I want to stress to you all today in this podcast. The Holy Spirit is a vital part of the Christian life. We cannot be in Christ. We cannot know Christ. We cannot live for Christ without the Holy Spirit. Because he is the third person of the Trinity and is often referred Sorry, he is often referred to as the help, helper, the comforter, and the advocate. So let us turn to our Bibles here in uh, Gospel of John, chapter 14, uh, verses 16 to 17. Because in this one, Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would be with us always. Now it reads this. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So how do we come to know the Holy Spirit personally? Well, First, we must recognize that he is a person, not a force or a power only. He has a will. He has emotions. He has intellect. He can be grieved. 
and he can be uh, blasphemed. Okay. Second, we must seek him through prayer and the study of God's word. In Acts 2.38, Peter tells the crowd, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we repent of our sins and turn to Jesus, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The moment we accept Jesus Christ as the Savior and Lord, in salvation we are automatically sealed until the day of redemption, until the day that we all will stand before Jesus Christ our King. And there is no different. There is no, there is no, you know, you don't have to speak in tongues to, to be saved. You don't have to speak in tongues to have to, to, to have the evidence of the Holy Spirit. No, that is a Pentecostal belief. It is not what the Bible teaches, and it's not what the Bible tells us that must be done in order to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is 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 brought into us at the moment of salvation, okay? Being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5.18, Paul writes, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit means allowing Him to have complete control of our lives. Allowing Him to take every part of who we are and mold it and create it into something that He can use and work through and that we completely surrender to His will and we seek to follow him in all things. We lay aside our flesh. We lay aside our pride. We lay aside our thinking, our thoughts, our actions, our desires, our, our dreams, our hopes, everything. We lay it all aside and we say, Holy Spirit, come, fill me with your presence, with your love, with your grace, with your peace, with your knowledge, with your wisdom. Let, I want you to be the sole focus and the sole center of my life. Never mind anything else. God, I just want you. I just want to be with you. So how do we become filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, first we must ask him to fill us. In Luke eleven thirteen, Jesus said, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Now, second, we must remove any obstacles that would hinder the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. And this may mean confessing and repenting of sin, or forgiving others, or quitting smoking, quitting drinking, quitting drugs, quitting swearing, quitting listening to uh, secular music, watching secular TV, all those kind of things. And it, the list can go on and on and on. Each, each thing in our life could be respectfully hindering the Holy Spirit from what he needs to do in our life. And the only way that we can submit ourselves, the only way that we can allow the Holy Spirit to be in complete control and to completely surrender to him is to be completely submitted to everything that he wants us to do. We need to be extremely obedient to the word of God. We need to read the word of God. We need to study the word of God. We need to know what the word of God tells us to do in our day-to-day -day life. Now, I'm not saying that we need to go and pray to God about every little tiny thing, but you could if you wanted to, and that would be acceptable, and God would honor you in that, right? God would be like, yes, child, come, talk to me, keep talking to me, keep growing in that personal relationship, keep having that communication with me, because God wants us to talk to him. God wants us to make 
him the center of our life. And the only way to do that is being in constant communication with him. Okay? Now, let's talk about walking in the Spirit. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are able to walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5, 16 says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walking in the Spirit means allowing the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to say this again, walking in the Spirit means allowing the Holy Spirit to guide our thoughts, words, and actions, and everything that we do. It means living a life that is completely and utterly pleasing to God, seeking to obey Him in all things. So how do we walk in the Spirit, you're asking? Well, first, we must be sensitive to His leading. The Holy Spirit often speaks to us through a still, small voice or a gentle nudge, okay? Second, we must be willing to obey Him even when it is difficult or inconvenient. Not everything is going to be happy-go-lucky. Not everything is going to be cherry blossoms and ice cream. Not everything is going to be cupcakes and cherries, okay? The Christian life is not about being rich, not about being famous, not about having everything that you so desire or so want or so think you need in this life. No, you are going to face trials and tribulations. You are going to face prosecutions. And Jesus never said that, never said in the Bible anywhere that the Christian life would be easy, but he did say it would be fulfilling and that it would bring you to eternal life with him as your king, as your Lord, and as your savior, okay? Second, as I was saying, we must be obedient and we must allow him to work with us even in difficult or inconvenient ways, okay? Third, we must be intentional about spending time. Again, I'm going to say this again. Third, we must be intentional about spending time in prayer and studying God's word. It is so important, people. Brothers and sisters, it is so important that we willfully are willing and obedient in prayer and studying God's word. Now, and, and, and hopefully I, I did this splicing of the recording properly, or I may have just repeated it myself. And I'm sorry if I did, but... Basically, uh, what happened was I, I messed up and I had to go back and kind of fix it. But hey, you know, everyone makes mistakes, but it's okay. Um, anyhow, so so being willful about and being intentional about, about spending time in prayer and studying the Word of God, knowing it, breathing it, eating it, sleeping it, meditating upon it is, is very, very important, especially when you are trying to have a uh, an intimate personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, let me just give you a little bit of a, I guess, I don't know, I guess you could say uh, maybe some information about how I do things and how I approach things, especially with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. Okay. So when I first wake up in the morning, most times what I will do is uh, I'll start my prayer off. I'll say, you know, good morning, Father. Good morning, uh, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I thank you so much for today. I thank you for the breath that you've given me in my lungs. I thank you for waking me up and, and allowing me to partake in another day to learn more about you, to talk to you, to worship you and praise you and to know and gain new wisdom and insight from your word. And, and that's generally how I will start off my, my day. Uh, before I even put my foot on the floor. Um, sometimes, you know, I do miss out on a day uh, of prayer before stepping out of bed. And uh, my day just does not go the same way that it does when I open up in prayer and I seek first, the, you know, God's kingdom. Like Matthew 6, 33 says, 
you know, we we are and that scripture, people, I'm telling you right now, Matthew 6:33 is the clearest, most definite way that we are to start our day. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. There is a reason why Matthew 6.33 is so vitally important and why God decided to put that scripture in the Bible. If we do not seek God first in everything that we do, nothing will ever be complete or added unto us, and we will not know what we need to know. If we do not seek him first and you can go on and say well i know what i know because i know it well great good for you but i you won't know the full truth and you won't know everything that you need to know unless you seek god first in everything okay now living a life devoted to jesus christ and as christians living a life devoted to christ should be our ultimate goal and, and I think we all know this. We all want to have this fulfilled in our life. But when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and walking in the Holy Spirit, we can live a life that honors and glorifies him. Okay. In Colossians 3, 17, Paul writes this. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So there is a reason why Paul wrote that. Living a life that voted to Jesus Christ means seeking to follow his examples in all things. It means putting others before ourselves, loving our enemies, and forgiving those who have hurt us. It means sharing the gospel with others and making disciples. It also means trusting in God's plan for our lives and surrendering our desires to his will, not moaning and groaning about why God's not doing this in our life and why God's not doing that and why we can't have this new car or this much money or this job or this, you know, uh, type of husband or wife or child or, or, or why we can't have, you know, this and that in our life and why are, you know, all these little tiny complaints and things like that, you know, God's just kind of looking at us, shaking his head and putting his hand to his forehead and being like, child, you're not listening to me. You're, 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 you're just not listening. What, what do I have to do for you to listen? What you want me to just snap my fingers and give you everything you want? Uh, it don't work that way. I'm sorry. If, if you want something, seek me about it. And I'll let you know if that's in my will for your life and if it's not i'm gonna make it very clear to you and you may not like it you may moan and groan about it but you know what i know what's best for you and having this new you know uh telsa or elsa or whatever it's called uh isn't gonna make you more of a christian isn't gonna bring our relationship closer you know together that and then and that's how i hear god talking to most of us is that we think that we need a new car or we need a new house or we need a million dollars or we need this or we need that but no god god says seek me first seek me first before anything stop playing games stop thinking you know what's best for yourself seek me first make me the first thing that you think of that you breathe that you desire that you eat that you drink that you Whatever, whatever it is, make me first. That's what God is telling you. So being dependent on the Holy Spirit, you know, we must realize that we cannot live our Christian life in our own strength. I mean, we need the power and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, let me put you this way. I heard something very interesting in a video earlier tonight. And that was is this. If we, if we are willing to confess to people that we are Christians and that we are weak and sinners and that we are unworthy and we need a gracious, loving Father in heaven and a Savior and Lord who is willing to die on a cross for our sins, take the full punishment and wrath of God 
if we are willing to confess this before men, I mean, there's nothing wrong with us. We are not weak because we are doing this. We are doing this because we want to serve Christ, because we want to be like Christ. And there is nothing wrong with that. We must realize, again, I'm going to say this, we must realize that we cannot live the Christian life in our own strength. We need the power and guidance of the Holy Spirit. In John 15, 5, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. We need to abide in Christ, and we need to depend on the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in our lives. Okay? We are not going to get anywhere. We are not going to be able to accomplish anything unless we have the fruit of Christ, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And this is why Corinthians, uh, first, second, first and 2 Corinthians talks about, you know, the gifts of the Spirit and that the, be- the best gift of all is love and all that kind of stuff. And, and most people, you know, most people, most Christians, when they're getting married, they use the, uh, you know, the, the Corinthian scripture about love. But that really has nothing to do with, marriage you know love is patient love is kind all that kind of stuff that has nothing to do with marriage you know Um, and that will be maybe another topic that i can talk on and kind of explain it but you know that scripture is not about marriage and until we we start we stop and start looking at scripture in its proper context we may never understand totally what the word of god is actually trying to tell us so listening to the Holy Spirit is now one of those bigger things that we really need to do. And how do we hear his voice? How do we know when the Holy Spirit is talking to us? The Holy Spirit speaks to us in many ways, but we must be willing to listen. He may speak through us, he may speak to us through his word, through other people, or through a sense of conviction. In our hearts, it could be that still small voice like, I love you. I'm here with you. I've got you. Don't worry. Don't stress. In John 16, 13, Jesus said this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. We must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. We must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and willing to follow him and his directions and his plans and will for our life. Okay. Obedience to the Holy Spirit. You know, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we must be willing to obey him in everything. And in all ways, in Acts 5, verse 32, Peter said this, And we are his witness to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Obeying the Holy Spirit means putting aside our own desires and submitting to God's will. It means not always being easy. But it is always worth it. Hmm. Let me say that again. It may not always be easy, but it is always worth it. And it is. It is always worth it in every way. Now, let me let me talk a little bit about fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We must cultivate a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. And this means spending time in prayer and worship and studying God's word and seeking to be sensitive to his leading. Okay. In 2 Corinthians 13, 14, Paul writes this, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. We need to have a sense of communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, 
this is something that a lot of people say that they have and proclaim that the Spirit of God is active in their lives, speaking to them, doing this, doing that. And that that's all fine and dandy. And I'm not trying to go against anyone and I'm not trying to judge anyone, okay? But when you are proclaiming and claiming to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you say that the Holy Spirit is in you, working in you, and helping you to bear fruit, but yet your actions, words, and, and deeds do not show the fruit of the Spirit, do not show the love of God, do not show what you profess. That is a real issue. That, to me, that makes me think that you do not have proper communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not saying that we have to be 100% perfect, brothers and sisters. And I'm not saying that we have to do everything correct or everything has to be proper and correct. No, we are human. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to fall short. And we are going to fall on our face. But you know what? We need to get back up. We need to put on our big boy or big girl pants and we need to go before God and we need to confess our sin and say, God, forgive me. I have messed up again. I want to serve you and I, I am humbly coming before you asking for your forgiveness. And God, you know, God loves you and God will forgive you. But you know what? Again, like we were discussing yesterday about can a Christian lose their salvation? Salvation, grace, is not a free ride. It is not this it does not mean that we can continue to do and act and speak however we want. We are to be transformed by the Holy Spirit, the renewing of our mind, the Bible says. And so we need to put on Christ every single day. We need to put on that newness of life that Christ gives us every single day. We need to be obedient people. We need to be, you know, submitted to God and his word. We need to ask for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not going to just intrude on us. He is not going to just invite himself into our lives. We need to ask him. We need to ask him to fill us. We need to ask him to be with us. We need to ask him to lead us, to, to, to guide us, to direct us in truth, to direct us in the word of God. We can. He will not force himself upon us. And I cannot stress that enough. He is a perfect gentleman in all his ways. He is kind. He is passionate. But he will not intrude on you. So if you do not ask him for help, if you do not ask him to be in your life, if you do not ask him to fill you every day, he won't because he will not intrude on your free will. Okay? So asking for the Holy Spirit is a requirement. In Luke eleven thirteen, Jesus said, Again, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So I use this scripture again a second time to prove a point. If you do not ask for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will not intrude on your life. Period. End of story. We need to ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit. And we need to and and and, and we need to ask. That he give us the power to live the Christian life. Repenting of sin. You know, this is another big, big, big thing. Sin will hinder our relationship with God. And it will quench the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. If we do not confess our sins and make ourselves right in God's sight. We must confess our sins and turn away from them and make a decision to change our lives for his honor, for his glory. Not because it's going to benefit us. No, we need to repent to be in a right, obedient, loving, intimate, personal relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Father in heaven. In Acts 3.19, you know, Peter said, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. 
so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When we repent of sin, we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. You know? Again, um, we're going to we're gonna go uh, back to another scripture here, just a second that we I think we've already discussed. And you know, and, and this is more about yielding. This is more about about willing to yield. So, you know, we must be willing to yield to the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives. This means surrendering. And I cannot stress this enough. Surrendering to God, surrendering to the Holy Spirit, and trusting Him to lead us in His ways, in His will, and His perfect plan is, is a vital, important thing. That is your lifeline. That is what is keeping your heart, your lungs, moving, beating, breathing, everything. God, 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 the Father, the, the Son, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, He is the only one that is keeping you going. And when I say by that we're going to go back to a scripture, uh, Galatians 5.16, it says this, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So when we yield to the Holy Spirit, we can walk in His power and overcome the desires of the flesh. And the Bible also says that if we submit ourselves to God, the devil will flee. You know, there is a reason why. Jesus Christ, when he was being tempted after his fast, he said to the devil, it is written. There is a reason why Jesus said it is written. That man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God or every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. There is a reason why he quoted scripture to the devil and why he kept resisting. He, Jesus was giving us an example of how we can submit and defeat Satan in our lives through the power and presence of God, through being obedient to the Spirit of God. No, but what do we do? We we listen to the little tickle in our ear, and you know, and it, it entices us, and it makes us, you know, oh, okay, maybe I can do that, or maybe I can do this, or. Maybe I can get away with that. No, actually, no. God's watching you. God's, God's seeing how obedient you're going to be. So, in retrospect, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and walking in His ways, we will bear the fruit of the Spirit, right? And uh, Galatians, uh, in Galatians 5, chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, Paul writes this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. We must seek to cultivate these qualities in our lives and allow the Holy Spirit to produce them in us. Okay? How can we, as Christians, uh, bear the fruit of the Spirit? How can we walk in the Spirit? And how can we be what God has created us to be. Well, you know, the Bible says again that we are to walk in the Spirit, that we are to be obedient to, to God's Word and to God's Spirit. And as He leads, we are to follow. And that we are to seek to cultivate these qualities in our lives and allow the Holy Spirit to produce them in us. You know, Another thing that we should be doing on a daily basis is seeking the will of God. God, what is your will for me today? God, what do you want me to do today for your kingdom, for your glory, for your honor? That is what we should be saying and thinking and doing, and we don't. We must seek God's will for our lives and be willing to follow him wherever he leads us. In Romans 12, Verses 1 to 2, Paul writes this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We must 
be willing to lay down our own desires and follow God's will for our lives. We must be willing to pick up our cross and follow Christ and be obedient to Christ in everything that we do. Serving others is also another way in which we can be obedient and walk and fulfill the fruit and 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 what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Jesus said in Matthew 25:40, "Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me." We must serve others as we would serve Jesus himself. Now, let me give you a very powerful word on this too, okay? Now, the Bible says that at times we could be very well entertaining angels and we don't even know. You know, the Bible, I, I, I'm not exactly sure where it says this in the Bible, but it says that even if we were to give a cup of water in the name of Christ, that we are honoring God. So, I mean, if Jesus was to stand before you and you didn't know it was Jesus, okay? So let me just throw this out here. Let's say uh, someone came up to you and said, hey, brother, hey, sister, um, I'm really thirsty. I need some water. Could you give me a cup of water? So the, the question is, if, 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 you know, if Jesus came up to you and asked you for a cup of water, what would your reaction be? If you did not know it was Christ, what would your reaction be? Let's say he looked like like a homeless type person where you know he, he stank really bad, he didn't look all that presentable, and he came up to you and, and was asking you for water and you rejected him. You know, you, you the way you reacted to him and and things like that, you just like were completely rude, disgusting, and every possible way you could ever imagine. And then Jesus all of a sudden transforms himself into the glorious king. And you're standing there going, oh my goodness, what did I just do? Yeah, you would be pretty shocked. And you would be like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. But then let, let me put you this way. And this is where most people would, would be more attentive to it. Let's say Christ appeared to you and you saw Christ and he asked you for a cup of water the first thing you would do is like jesus can i get you anything else do you want anything else can i do anything for you yeah you 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 better believe you better believe that you would be like that but yet when it comes to someone that maybe doesn't look the part act the part sound the part function not the same part you're like ooh, no uh not for me thanks sorry you know that's sad. That's really sad. And and here's the thing. By us by us bearing the fruit, by us being obedient to the Holy Spirit, and by us doing what we are being required and called to do in the Bible, this means that we are showing love, compassion, and kindness to those around us, especially those in need. And like I said, sometimes we could be entertaining angels or even our Lord and Savior, and we wouldn't even know it until after the fact, okay? Sharing the gospel is also a very, very important thing. Now, you may not be called to be a preacher. You may not be called to be a pastor or a teacher or evangelist or a prophet or, you know, a deacon or an elder or whatever. But Jesus commanded us as disciples to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16, 15. We too must share the good news of Jesus Christ. Not just the disciples were called to do so. Everyone is called to share the gospel. Everyone is called to make disciples. That does not mean that you have to be a scholar, a theologian, or you know, uh, have a you know professor's degree in, in theology. No. You need to know your word. You need to be able to stand and defend the word of God. You need to be able to stand and operate in the spirit of God and give someone a solid understanding of what salvation is, what accepting Jesus Christ is, what making him Lord and, uh, and Savior of your life is. In 2 Corinthians 5.20, uh, Paul writes this, 
Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We must be willing to share our faith with others and lead them to a saving knowledge in Jesus Christ. And we must depend on God's strength. We cannot live the Christian life in our own strength. We must depend on God's strength to help us overcome the challenges and temptations we face. Okay, In Philippians 4.13, Paul writes this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We must depend on Christ for his strength to live a life that is pleasing to him. Okay, now, again, I'm not saying that you have to be super duper yo-yo perfect. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying to you is this. You need to be obedient. You need to be seeking God in all his righteousness, in all of his love, in all of his grace. And you must be willing to lay aside the selfish desires of your mind and heart and, and life. Never mind what the latest and greatest iPhone is. Never mind what the latest and greatest uh, platform to be social uh, media experiments or, or anything like that. No, just, just no. You don't need the best looking clothes. You don't need the finest makeup. You don't need the best looking jewelry. You don't even need, you know, great clothing. Just clothing that can cover your body. Be respectful in how you dress as well. I'm, I'm not just talking to women. I am talking to men as well. Okay. Don't, 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 don't wear jewelry that makes you look rich and fancy. God doesn't care about that. Don't, don't think that you need to speak a certain way or a professional way or, or anything like that. God doesn't care about that. God cares about, you know, your heart and where it's at and where and how you are willing to worship and obey him. And a lot of people think that they need to be this certain way or they need to live this certain way or they need to act a certain way for God to accept them. And that's not true. That's not true. So brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions in regards to today's podcast. And these questions are going to be very deep and very personal. But I want you to listen to these questions and I want you to examine yourself and I want you to see if you are truly in the faith and really being obedient and running after God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. Okay. So question number one is this. Are you actively seeking a personal and intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit? That's the first question. And then the second part to the first question is this. How can you deepen your relationship with him? So let me say this again. Question number one is this. Are you actively seeking a personal and intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit? And number two within one is how can you deepen your relationship with him? Now let's go to the, the second question. Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and direct your life? Or are you relying on your own understanding and plans? Question 2-2 is, how can you surrender your will to God's will? Okay. Question number three, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? If not, what steps can you take to receive the fullness of the Spirit in your life? That's a 3-3 three, three question. So there's two questions within one question. So, question number four, are you walking in the spirit or in the flesh? That's the first question of four. The second one is this, how can you discern the leading of the Holy Spirit in your daily life and make the choices that honor him? Alrighty, so question number five is, are you living a life devoted to Jesus Christ? That is the first question in number five, okay? The second one is, how can you serve others, share the gospel, and depend on God's strength to live a life that brings glory and honor to Jesus? So that's number five, uh, two questions there, right? Um, so number six is this, am I seeking the Lord in prayer 
and reading his word. That's question one in six. Now, the second question is this. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, John 16, 13. So if we are not spending time with God in prayer and reading his word, we may miss his guidance and leading. What can we do to find his guidance and leading and be walking in the spirit? Question number seven, am I listening for the Holy Spirit's voice? The Holy Spirit, sorry, the Holy Spirit speaks to us in a still, small voice. 1 Kings 19, 12. We must be attentive and willing to listen for his leading in our lives. Question number eight, am I willing to obey the Holy Spirit's leading? The Holy Spirit may lead us to do things that we are uncomfortable with or are outside of our comfort zone, but we must be willing to obey his leading even if it doesn't make sense to us. Number nine, question number nine. Am I producing the fruit of the Spirit according to Galatians 5, 22 to 23? Remember, this verse talks about the Spirit um, the fruit of the Spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, full faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will produce these fruits in our lives. Okay. Question number 10. Am I living a life of repentance? The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. John 16, 8. So if we are willing and if we are following the Holy Spirit's leading... We will be quick to repent of any sin in our lives and seek God's forgiveness. So, brothers and sisters, these 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 questions are not to put you in a in a bad spot. These are not questions to make you you know feel like you're no good or anything like that. This is for you to examine yourself to see where you're at with God and with your personal intimate relationship with God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. And as we examine our hearts and lives in light of these questions, may we be filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered to live a life that brings honor and glory to Him, to Jesus Christ. Now, I cannot stress to you enough how important it is to really be obedient and and really listen and and wait for and allow the holy spirit to lead and as i said to you before the holy spirit will not go against free will he wants you to invite him into your daily life he wants you to ask him to fill you he wants you to want him and he will never go against you he will never make you do anything that you don't want to do. And he will present the choice to you. He will give you the option. You can either do it your way or you can do it my way. And the choice is up to you. Okay. So I thank you very much for listening to this. And I am extremely grateful for all the recent people that have given me some amazing feedback um, in regards to the last three podcasts. Um, so before we, we close today um, and before our, my final remarks and talking about uh, the next episode, um, I just wanted to have a quick moment of prayer and just to close uh, this lesson. So Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Lord, we are extremely thankful for your Holy Spirit and the work that he does in our lives. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would help us to know you more intimately, more personally, that we would begin to have a new and amazing relationship and intimacy with you, Holy Spirit. We ask that you would remind us to ask you to fill us and that you and that you would help us to remember to to ask for your guidance and for your will to be done in our lives lord and as we seek you and as we obey and as we surrender and submit our lives to you and the holy spirit oh lord we ask that you would continue to guide us 
Continue to help us to seek to follow you. Help us to walk in the Spirit and to live a life that honors and glorifies you, our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May your name be forever praised and forever honored in everything that we do, say, or think. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So, I really would like to thank you for joining me today here on Christ Talk Canada. Uh, this podcast, I really believe, has been a blessing not only to my own life, but to those that have been listening. Um, a lot of you have contacted me through Facebook Messenger uh, or via the website or even through Spotify with the questions that I've been asking. Um and I really enjoy your feedback. And, and I am looking for guest speakers. I'm looking for um, some future topics from you all that you would like me to talk about for you, uh, to really dive deep into and to really seek out for you and, and try to, you know, bring that enlightenment in Christ to you. So please remember that you can request to be a speaker with the show by going to my website, christtalk.ca. Um, and if you go to the podcast page, there will be a form there in which you can fill out and we can start discussing and making a time slot for you to be a part of uh, the show. Um, so also, you know, if the Lord has laid it upon your heart to donate, I am very, very appreciative of the gesture. Um, you can do so by going to ko-fi.com slash Christ Talk Canada. Okay, that is the donation page. I thank you if you do give. I'm very appreciative and I ask that the Lord bless you a hundredfold. But please do not give out of your own thought or desire. Please only do it if the Lord God leads you to do so. So join me tomorrow as we continue to explore God's word and seek to grow in our faith in him, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I'm not going to give away tomorrow's topic. However, I want you to consider or think about prayer and what it means and how it affects us, the power of prayer. And in what name should we be using? Should it be only Jesus or should it be Jesus Christ? So that's where I'll leave it today. I thank you. I know it's been a little bit longer today with the podcast, but uh, it's a big topic. It was a lot of information uh, that I had written out. And so I thank you for listening. I ask that God would bless you, be with you, and may you always walk in his precious name. Thank you so much. Nobody but Jesus